0: All right, welcome to the Find Your Own Path Masterclass Three Career Shifts to Empowerment, Freedom, and Impact. And as we walk through this masterclass, you're going to want to get ready to take some notes. I'll tell you about who I am and why we're here and all that kind of stuff in a second, but just giving you a heads up that as I walk through this, I'm going to give you some context at the beginning and then we're going to get into teaching. And that's when you're going to want to have some notes ready. So, who am I and why am I here teaching this? Uh, meet me, <laughs> founder of SightShift, Chris McAllister. My wife and I are three kids live in Columbus, Ohio, which is why we need the sun at the beach. Uh, I had some struggles in business and really leadership. And once I had rebuilt from some failures around 2009, uh, after I'd had some rebuilding, my friends started coming to me for help. I saw how I was helping them. So I started SightShift in 2012 to help leaders make three shifts to finding their own path. Since then, we've Coached hundreds of leaders, uh, really all over the world from Finland, Hong Kong, the different countries or states, and helped them transform their lives. The real passion for me is to help someone figure out who they are, how they show up and what they do in an effective, impactful way, and then enjoy quality relationships. And What we're zeroing in on today is is that part of that process about what it means to start understanding how you show up in in an effective way in what you do. So much is changing with work. For so many people, work isn't working. Now, I wish I was the kind of person who woke up when things were successful. That's what I would love to say about myself, but I'm not. We work with people like that. They get to the edge, of success and it's really amazing. And they're like, what's next? And they're looking for a direction and meaning and purpose and exploration. For me, I I didn't wake up like that. In fact, I'm gonna show you a picture that uh, kind of emulates this. We had moved into our second custom Dreambelt home. I don't know whose truck that is. I just took this off Google streets. And, uh, but, but this was the home that we had moved into. And we were, uh, I guess 2006 is when we moved in that house. Um, we were had been in a process before of building, so we understood the the process. It was our second dream, second custom-built home, but it was our, our dream home. Uh, the deck wrapped around a tree, and it wrapped around to the master bedroom porch. Uh, there were powered blinds up in the second story. I mean, I put my identity in this house like Kanye would. My wife was like, do we need five zones around sound systems? I'm like, yeah, we do. So... I remember sitting on the deck of that house, watching my kids play on a water slide and think, thinking this, feeling this, is this all I get from all this work? I thought this would feel better. Fast forward a year and a half later, uh, we had gone through just a number of um, devastating circumstances. One of them was that I had been working with my dad and I realized I had to find my own path. Now, we work with companies where it's, it's, it's brothers or, or close friends or father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, whatever. I, we've seen so many different dynamics like that. And you can make it work, and it can be peaceful and awesome. But for, but for a lot of people, it just doesn't. And so some people can like leave internally and figure out who they are before, without having to leave externally. As I was leaving internally, starting to figure out who I was, you know, apart from my dad and apart from from who he was, uh, I saw some things in my life that I didn't like who I was becoming, and I knew I needed to get on a different path. So, you know, in November 2006, not long after we had moved in this house, I remember sitting on the porch of his house, telling him, "Hey, I know that there's a lot invested in in me kind of taking over, um, but I'm not going to do it." I don't want to go. Do, I don't want to do that. I know that's the plan we've been on for a few years, but I got to make a change. So this was hard on our relationship, and I'm stepping out now uh, with with nothing really. And then we had gone through some extreme loss uh, financially through the real estate crisis, so much so that we were renting a house, and we were out with some friends for a summer evening. Came back to the house, and there was a note taped to the door. Now, I'd fallen a few months behind, I'd called the CEO, worked out a plan with him, and apparently the accounting department didn't know about that plan. So as a result, you know it, what got placed on our door was an eviction notice. And this eviction notice was something for me that was a before after experience. I remember holding that eviction notice in my hand, sitting on the deck of this house that we're renting and trying to conceive of what happens. Like, where do we go from here? Do I feel better about myself if we stay? Do I feel worse about myself if we go? And what happened for me in that moment was, was the greatest gift I think I could ever experience uh, short of you know my, my family, my wife and my children. And that was, I was able to perceive the separation of who I am from what I do. I was able to know that, okay, there's, there's Chris, there's a personhood. There's an identity that's even more than the name Chris. That's just a given name to me that, that there's a there's a meanness. There's an isness. There's a being. And the being is different than my doing that my doing as father or husband or, you know, leader, different roles that I fulfill. These these are separate. And of course, anytime you have an experience like this and it was powerful, and it was profound. You know, you kind of are like, has anybody else ever thought of this? And then I found that over thousands of years, yes, human history has wrestled with this in many different ways, different traditions, different wisdom traditions, so much so that I can say to you very clearly, at a very deep, high level, I'm not offering anything that's a discovery of something new. It's just a rediscovery of what's true. Now, I've developed exercises and things that helped me that then ended up helping others and different ways of talking about it, but at its core, this is the quest that We've been on for thousands of years, how to know who we are and, and different traditions end in different places uh, in the way that they describe it. But but really, there's a lot of similarity. Now, that's pretty deep stuff. And, and so we'll press on. I want you just to get a vision of the kind of work that we do and, and how we help people. Uh, this um, is from John Carter, the president and COO of Nationwide Financial. Since working with Chris, I've seen marked improvement in my presentation effectiveness and feel more confident in delivering my message. Using Chris's framework, I learned techniques for quickly establishing a connection with my audience, offering my unique insights, and sharing how we will take action. What's powerful about this story for me, and, and part of the reason I wanted to open up with it, is just you know the the reality of what it means. Oh, I got a button off there. Sorry about that. The reality of what it means for uh, us to transform somebody's life. What we're gonna talk about in this masterclass is some foundational stuff. Now what John went on to do was our, our transformational program. And, and I'm gonna give you a heads up on that. In this masterclass, I'm gonna be teaching you, but I'm also gonna be giving you a heads up. So do the masterclass, get the steps in place that start changing your life. But if you want more, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about that in this class, So so heads up on that. Uh, because that's what John did. So he did the MORE, the transformational program. And then he went on and did our speaking program. And uh, so he's talking a little bit about that out of that context. The reason what I want to do in this master class is just get you the the foundation, the ways to think about next steps and action you can take. But the reason that I want to help you know that there's more is just because for some of you, you're going to go through this and you're going to go, okay, I want to go further. I, I want to get more insight. And so we do have it. You know, I've written uh, six books. I've got, a, as I record this, a couple more that I'm working on now. Uh, we've got a number of courses in our online academy. And I'll, I'll share just a little bit more about that at the end of our master class here. But today, what I'm doing is I'm walking you through three shifts. I'm going to teach you these now, but we do go deeper in them in the Figure That Shift Out program. So you're going to hear me refer to that program some, because that's uh, kind of the the follow-up piece to this, but we're just focused on this class right now. And I want you to think about a career in terms of seasons. You're going to go through these seasons in micro, macro ways. So let's look at the top right there. This is when you start, you know, wondering if it could be different. Don't they see my potential? This is what I worked so hard for, or I thought this would feel better, right? These are the things that we're looking at and saying, wait a second, or it's some pain now. As some of you, where you're at as you go through this, you're in a place that you're bored. Like, you know, the you've not been at the edge of your abilities. Years have turned into decades, and it feels like it's on repeat. Some of you are frustrated. You, you did the college degree, you did the debt, and now there's not much to show for it. You thought this would be different. You thought this would be better. Uh, some of you may be angry. It's just like not fair. You're seeing other people advance. Fulfill some dreams and you feel like you're stuck in quicksand. I get that. And and I've, you know, had these emotions. That's why I do the work that I do, because I've had not so much the boredom, although we've worked with people that have that more for me. It's been the anger and the frustration. Are you kidding me? You know, but I've also had this bottom right circle here. Uh, They will find out I don't know what I'm doing. You know, when I was... uh, when I had come through that devastating loss, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out a way to make it forward. And I ended up substitute teaching to try to make some income. I even joined a, like a multi-level marketing thing. I'm whispering that because, you know, I, I had a family. I was desperate. I was trying to figure things out. And and rather than sitting with some things I'm going to share with you, I was just trying to run into action. Um, and And as I did these things, you know, over time, I was able to start moving towards where I wanted to be. Uh, and it wasn't the full expression of that, but I was a college professor for a while. That kind of hit some of the spots, but not all the spots. And when I was teaching, when I started teaching, um, I remember thinking the, the administration is going to walk by and they're going to hear me teaching and go, who hired that guy? Fire him. He is a hack. So I know what it's like to feel that struggle of, oh, no, they're going to find out. I don't know what I'm doing now. Over time, all my classes were waitlisted and and my class was like the class to take. Um and and I was really excited about that. I mean, I worked hard for that to happen. So just because you feel those things doesn't mean they have to hold you back. Let's look at the bottom left. This is really the permission space. You start, I wonder if there's more, or I can try this, I can do this, or or there's a better way. And then maybe for some of you, you're at that place where you have a job you don't need a vacation from. You know, it's, it's, it's good. Well, we're going to talk about how it can be better But for most of us, we're in one of those three circles. So I wanna introduce you to a story real quick just to establish some context. And so uh, as I talk about this, this is again referring to what got in place through the masterclass we're talking about and then the program they do afterward. So Jay Klaus started the Figure That Shift Out program. It's what follows this masterclass a year into a new role he was feeling lost in. I want you to see his words. He says there in the bolded part, I was feeling a little lost being part of a team with less responsibility and control. I knew I was capable of more, but I didn't really know my path forward. See, that's that idea. You know, what's the path? Where's my path? The career path. Now, I am going to blow through a lot of content uh, today. And, and the hope is that as you absorb this, it's not all going to stick and that's okay. But what needs to stick will. Because uh, I have some ways that I can help you make sure you get all out of this that you can. And plus you're going to be able to watch it go backward forward. I get it. But let's keep going with Jay's story. So he wondered if he had more Any? What did he end up doing? He built a new company from scratch that replaced his previous salary of 80K after only a couple of years. And he goes on to talk about like working with us what happened and and the last sentence there he said was able to separate the value of my work with my own self-worth when you can separate who you are from what you do that's where all the good stuff comes from so really clearly the results he replaced his income and is growing his
1: impact now I want to show you just from his words I think that's the best and then hey my name is Go Jay I worked with Chris in January of 2017 and that came at a time when I was really questioning my own value my own ability to be creative, my own ability to be a business owner. I was working a job and through working with Chris, I was really able to uh, flip that lie on its head and instead lean into my creativity and confidence. And ultimately that led to me quitting my job, starting my own business that I've been running uh, up until this day in 2020 and having a much more creatively fulfilled, happy life because Chris helped me to get out of my own way and build the future that I wanted for myself. So it took me uh, a couple of years and a lot of people recommending that I work with Chris for me to finally take the plunge. I wish I would have done it earlier, but in hindsight, it all worked out really well. So if you're thinking about it, um, I really recommend making the jump, work with Chris, work with Sightshift. You'll be glad that you did.
0: So when work isn't working,
1: you know it could
0: be better, that was his. I've got more potential, I wanna get get that maximized. Or or you're feeling stuck or frustrated or angry, I get it. And the tricky part here is to stop trying to engineer perfect or better circumstances and instead work with what you have. Everybody could imagine a better circumstance that then I'm going to be activated. Then I'm going to be creative. Then I'm going to be able to make the decisions I need to make. Then I'm going to be able to leverage my experiences. Then I'm going to be able to make the most of all that I've been through. And what I'm saying to you is, no, that's not how it works. The way that you actually change your circumstance (laughs) is by working with what you have. And so just really clear here, you don't have to leave. You can stay where you are, but you need to be internally free. So for some of you watching this, you don't, you don't need to leave. Your job is going to stay the same. That's an amazing thing when you learn to build a new relationship to it. Um, that's that's awesome. Now, some of you over time are going to leave or you may go through this and leave. That's why I'm going to share with you some stories, really three, uh, before I get into the teaching of, you know, like Jay's story, launching on his own. I'm going to share a business owner story here with you in a second. And then one person who stayed where they were. But you don't have to leave. Don't think that. It's just being free. So here's an example from somebody who stayed. Uh, Matt Verizer, he started figured that shift out with skepticism about what would actually stick instead and of just me telling you, let me just let you read this email real quick before beginning site shift. I told Chris that I would evaluate the program based on how much impact I had a year later. It dramatically outperformed my expectations both during the three months that I spent working with Chris through the long tail. and know I'll make higher quality decisions, have more clarity about what I want, have improved my ability to manage conflict, and better serve as a leader or friend for those around me. So he's saying, you know, I went through this. I saw the transformation continuing. And then he ended up, you know, taking others through it. He took his team through Figure That Shift Out. He could see the transformation and then so could his team. So, again, what we're doing today is putting in place a foundation. And then if you want the more, that's to figure that shift out. But I want you to understand the three shifts that we're covering today are for freelancers, leaders and business owners. They're for everybody let me talk to you about a business owner real quick. This is Whitney Lewis. Whitney She's a founder of movement on Maine Center for Dance. She had done that try harder approach. You know, for some of you, as you watch this, you know, you've listened to voices that are just like hustle harder, go harder. And I am telling you that until you learn to work effectively, more effort will not get you there. More discipline and more hustle. Some of you also may be distracted by like, the the shiny online promise of figure out the magic of what you're gonna do and you work four hours a week and you know whatever no I don't know anybody I really I don't know anybody and this is working with Fortune 50 to small businesses and everything in between who enjoy where they're headed in life are getting where they want to go uh, and would say to you it's all about intense effort or there's some magical understanding that you're not gonna have to Go very hard. It's a both and, but if you're depending on the hustle, it will not get you there. So what did she do? She had done the try harder approach. She had a complicated workplace. Her mom was involved, and business was affecting personal life. Remember how I told you like these dynamics at at work. A lot of you don't realize this, but you're even on a career path because of the influence of your parents. It's not bad or good. It's neutral. It's bad if you're not aware of it. I mean, I spent a decade in a career. Uh, kind of blind to the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm doing this to be close to my dad. This is not what I need to be doing. And it took me another number of years to to effectively, you know, fulfill what I needed to, to make, keep some promises and transition out. But I spent literally a decade, like not knowing that. Um, maybe I'll get into that story in a minute. But point of that is wherever you find yourself, if you're not aware of how these influences are there, it's it's complicated and hers was complicated because her mom worked for her, and that's very very challenging. She also wanted more accountability with her team and she felt guilty for not being involved in every part of the business. So where do we go with her? What happened? Well, she tripled her revenue with us. You can see over a 3-year journey what happened. And I love sharing this story because for some of you, you know, it's going to be making more income in a career for some of you it's going to be going out and doing your own thing like i said some of you it's it's growing your business and i love sharing this story for two reasons one because the big stories get all the press and we do some work with with big companies but i love sharing this because i mean that's life-changing if you own a business and you triple it and it's a it's a small business and you own it that's an amazing story also i love sharing it because uh we don't have this in the chart here but during covid she actually grew as a dance studio. Wild. Uh, the, what's possible when you have a vision is so beautiful. And we're going to get into vision here in a second. But wherever you find yourself, what I want you to do is be aware that the things that you're telling yourself about work shape so much of your perception. And if you continue ineffective actions, don't beat yourself up. It just reveals the need for the three career shifts. As I walk you through three ineffective actions, it's going to be easy for some of you to like beat on yourself and why didn't I do better with this? Why didn't I figure this out? I don't want you to do that. In fact, you can thank yourself because it got you here. Getting here is great. You've done well. You've suffered some hard things. You've been through some challenges. That's I celebrate that. That's awesome. And all I'm trying to do in less than an hour, that's kind of my promise with this course, is get you to see a little bit differently. Some of you may see a lot differently, but don't be hard on yourself. That's not going to serve you well. It's not going to help you uh, long-term understand what it means to be the kind of person who leads their life well. Instead, what I want you to do is to go, okay, you know what? I got here and that's great. And that helped me. And I'm going to be, you know, thankful for that. So why did Sight Shift or figure that shift out, I should say, work so well for Whitney? You know, that she's tripled her revenue, that she was able to see her mom step out of the business and preserve the relationship. I have some emails on all that stuff to show you, but I'm just kind of skipping that. I want to get to the heart of where we're headed here. Three things, content, coaching, and community. That's what did it. So what I'm covering with you today is a little bit of content. And then also the option is there for people that want it, for coaching and community. But that's what our platform is built on, these three pieces. Um, these three pieces open up what it means for you to get to a place that you can start taking challenging moments. Wherever you find yourself, freelancer, business leader, or business owner, or in in a corporate career, or want a corporate career, you need these three shifts. What are they? Number one, we need to help you learn the mindset shift from degree to path, from degree to path. Shift number one is about empowerment, from the degree to the path mindset. What happens for too many people is they get stuck in a degree mindset. They actually don't think about things in terms of a path. Uh, so really catch this. Don't miss this because if you don't do anything else, this can change things. Which person are you? Person one, I want to do meaningful work and impact others. See, anybody that we work with, even if it's a company hiring us to, for our, you know our coaches to coach a lot of people... They want to do meaningful work and impact others. We, we don't work with people that are just like phoning it in, don't care. Um, you wouldn't be here if that's who you were. But in that realm, in that world of people that want to do meaningful work and have impact on others' lives, at some point, they just start making trade-offs or they give up. They give up the vision of what it can be. Or they never really articulated the vision or they didn't know how to sacrifice effectively for the vision, but then there are people person two, and that's who we want to help you become, where you understand work is an unfolding mission to be experienced see if you if you look at like work like this is just a problem to be solved once I lock this down, everything's gonna be great it's It's kind of like approaching you know almost like a marriage where you get married to somebody and you tell them. Hey, you know what? I, I, You're here. I, I won you over. I love you. You love me. I'm not going to keep telling you, you know, I love you. Marriage and relationship and love is just a problem to be solved, not an unfolding relationship to be experienced. Well, the problem in marriage is you're going to change. I've been married 20 years. You're going to change. They're going to change. That's just normal. What's it look like to keep connecting with each other and integrating new insights and becoming better people and realigning around who you're becoming. The same is true for work. Work isn't a problem to be solved. It's an unfolding mission to be experienced. You're going to change. You're going to grow. Well, what are some of those changes? Here's just some of the initial ones. You go to college. This is person two. You get the debt, you get the degree, you take the job. Reality's there. It's kind of flat a little bit. And then it starts to go down because it's not working out like you thought. It's it's these questions that we looked at from the the seasons of your career, those four circles. And then you get a little hint of purpose. And I'm gonna go deeper into all these peaks and valleys here in a second. You get a little hint of purpose. You're like, ooh, I like that. That was fun, I enjoyed doing that. And then maybe you, you get labeled at work, you get pigeonholed, you start to daydream and fantasize and escape, or you're running from something you need to explore or try, you're tolerating something. And it's these up and down journeys that make the work experience something that shapes you. So if you'll shift from the degree to the mindset to the path mindset, you understand it's not that work is a problem to be solved. It's an unfolding mission to be experienced. I'm on a path. That path doesn't end. You know, I feel like I've had numerous careers in my life in different fields. Um, Everything from, you know, being a professor who... My classes were waitlisted, the work that I did with my dad that I told you about. I don't think I told you what that was yet. I was i was a pastor. And my experience in that was as a leader. It wasn't as um, maybe how you think about the role traditionally in clergy. I helped multiple churches buy new property, relocate, build new buildings. I was kind of like this transition person. That was my skill. That was what I did. So it was a very, very intense, heavy leadership context on top of the demands for for speaking and leading and all that kind of stuff. Um, and and now doing what I do now. And and I've been doing this full time for seven years, six years. Uh, we started the company, like I said, in 2012. We're, we're not stopping. We're just having a blast and moving forward and helping people grow. It's an unfolding path to be experienced. So lesson one, we got to move from degree to path mindset. Next, we've got a Understand that we need a plan because building skills pays off over the long term more than being salary focused. Building skills pays off over the long term more than being salary focused. You can think about it this way. The shift here is about to freedom from pay focused to skill focused. What keeps people trapped is they just think about the pay. They think more about what they earn than what they learn. And if you can shift that and always be in a learning and earning mode mode, then you understand that everything that's happening to me, I can start learning from it. I can grow from it. Everything that's happening to me shapes something happening in me. When I understand that well, something effective can happen through me as I impact others with the career path I want to be on. And then things start to happen for me because the cumulative impact of what I'm doing, you become the kind of person who can persevere for your future. You can access your wisdom. You're not just depending on the path of others and then everything that happens to you, in you, through you, and then for you, as I was saying. How are you going to do that? Well, what I want to do is ask you to get out a piece of paper or take the guide that you got with this masterclass, and we're going to look at the four circles, and I'd like for you to write in the guide or get a piece of paper out, and and we're going to make some notes. All we're trying to do is stir some things up right now, okay? Here's what I know. All of the experiences you've had in life are all the raw materials and ingredients that make you you. And if you don't uh, have a way of like spelunking through those, you know, going to the cave and diving deep and learning from them, you're going to miss the unique particularities of your experiences, your joys, your pains, your fears, your frustrations. um, All of those that are going to make you uniquely you so that you get to a point that in your work, you feel like you really belong and are a part of something, that there's something that you're irreplaceable, that you're world-class, you're great at it, uh, that people would look at you and go, man, they know what they're doing, uh, that they're, they're affecting good change in the world and they're making something happen and they're needed and they're important. and You know, whatever those things are for you. And we all have different drivers that are happening underneath the surface of who we are. And if we're not taking all of that raw material that we've been through, we're not gonna live up to the fullness of who we can become. So I wanna give you these four circles as a way of extending what it means to think about what you do. Now, I've looked at the stuff like Ikigai, which was uh, helpful, the Japanese concept, uh, the hedgehog concept from Jim Collins, all of those were good at at kind of turning the wheel, but they weren't helping me really lock in on a vision. And I want you to get a vision. Where a vision comes from, the future picture of what you think of when you think of your doing or your work, I want you to have a vision because where your vision comes from is either somewhere beautiful and pure and true to who you are or something you think you're supposed to pick. And if you're do, if, if you getting a vision of who you'll be in work because it's something you're supposed to pick, you're not living the truth of who you are. You're not going to be most effectively you know, uh, expressed in your work. You're not going to be as creative as you can be, impactful, fulfilled. And when I say creative, I mean, we do this work with, you know, uh, CFOs and and CPAs and, and, and attorneys and everything you'd imagine. Don't limit what it means for you to think through how you show up creative, how you show up impactful in what you do. When you can make your own meaning and not fulfill the vision someone else has for you, you've made a key shift. So what I want you to use is these four circles as each of them on their own, and you may not have all four of these circles, but each of them on their own would have an impact and and shift you into a spot regarding career. But all of them together have this uh, force that almost like, is it centripetal or is it centrifugal, the one that circles and pulls you into the center? Whichever one it is, as it circles and pulls you into center, it helps you stay in a place of like triangulation, like this is who I am, this is what I do. And it takes time. I don't want you to think as we look at these four circles, you're going to look at them and go, all right, I know some of you may, some of you, some of you may get that insight. It tends though, to unfold, like I was saying. So let's go into these four at the top there, the top, right, create like a chef, create like a chef. Now, when I say create like a chef, uh, what I'm talking about is you're the kind of person who can take what you have and work with that. You're not the kind of person who uh, has to have the perfect circumstances. How do you create like a chef? Chef, you've got to think about skills. You want to be building skills in all you do. Right now, for some of you that are watching this, you know, if I were to say, what's the vision of who you want to be in your work life? And, and don't feel like you've got to picture it at 75, you know. If you can picture yourself at 75, awesome. If you can picture yourself at 50, awesome. 42, awesome, whatever. Just go out as far as your brain will let you. Because the point is, as you get there, and I've had the privilege of imagining what my life would look like in an ideal way, work life at 75, and I've hit it. And and then I'm like, wait a second, you know, I'm only 35 when I hit one, 37, something like that. Well, then a new horizon appears. Now at 42, you know, I can kind of picture till till 50. And I'm like, what's going to happen after that? I don't know. Let's see. But create like a chef means this. You're aware of the things that you want to run from uh, the things that you like, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to do that. I don't want my work life to look like this. I don't want that to be a part of my work life. That's fine. That's fine. List those out. And then beside the things you don't want to do, break them down to the skills it takes to do those things. Can you get excited about learning those skills? See, what happens because you have this drive or this energy that says, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm not going to do that. You're probably in some way being drawn to that. In a way, you might even be self-sabotaging a little bit that you're playing into a narrative that's shaping you in a way that you didn't even realize. And I did that. you know. So I always said growing up, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to be a pastor. I saw my dad was that. I didn't want to do it. And then I ended up doing it through a crazy experience, which is a whole other story. What kept me passionate, though, what kept me motivated, what kept me focused and what paid off tremendously was me focused in that journey on what are the skills that I want to be learning. So I wasn't so focused on, you know, I have to be a pastor to be whole. Instead it was, I want to be a great speaker. I want to be able to lead great meetings. I want to build great teams. I started breaking down the component skills and getting passionate about learning those. Focus on that. You know, it's kind of like the law of entropy, how it breaks things down to their smallest parts. Take the things you want to run from and start breaking them down to their smallest parts, the skills that you want to build. Next, confident like a comedian. Confident like a comedian. What I love about the path or career trajectory of comedians is they don't typically break through in a powerful, impactful way. Instead, they kind of go through tons of practice and they figure out something. And it's this, the magic marriage of who am I and how does the audience want me to show up? Uh, You know, a world-class comedian understands you don't necessarily tell the audience where you're funny. They tell you. You don't tell them where you're funny. They tell you where you're funny. You know, if you've ever had a public speaking experience where you've started out in that and learning it, and you're like, oh, this is going to be funny, and you say it, it's not funny. And then you say something off the cuff, and they're cracking up. These are clues and signals to how you have a persona, to how people perceive you, to how you show up. And when you show up that way, it's really powerful and effective. Um, that's, That's what helps these comedians break through. And what's going to help you break through in a way, and this takes some time to figure out, you got to put in the, the the paces. You have a way of showing up that's magnanimous, that's powerful, that's impactful. And the uniqueness of that figured out is so beautiful. And I'm going to give you some ways to go deeper on that concept in a minute. But I'll tell you why people don't naturally drift into this. They wrap up who they are into what they do. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about that right now, but that's what I go way deeper in in our program called Figure That Shift Out, which follows this master class. But when people can't separate who they are from what they do and they conflate those, they confuse those, they don't have the courage to break it down to skills. They, They, you know, they so align with what they do. It has to be perfect or they don't have the courage to get out there and experiment and risk and fail to be confident like a comedian because their identity, their worth is wrapped up in what they do. Failing feels like existential failure. They also, because they wrap up who they are and what they do, don't have the courage to roam like an artist, to roam like an artist. Now, what do I mean by roam like an artist? I mean, you're the kind of person who has the courage to uh, try things out in a wandering way. You don't feel like you've got to have it all figured out and you've got to commit. It might be something you do on the side. You test things out. You test out hobbies. You volunteer for things. It might be speaking up in the meeting and saying, I'll try that. I'll do that. You don't feel the artificial pressure dominating you, because you're going to feel it some, to tell you, I have to know exactly what I'm going to do and I have to have all this figured out and I should not be trying as I go. Trying as you go is the key to success. You're constantly learning how to be adaptive. Even if you're in a career in the same company for 40 years, which doesn't happen very often anymore, but if it were to, even in the confines of that career, the only way you're going to be fulfilled is if you're trying things as you go, you're figuring out what's the most effective way for me to work with that person. How do I show up best in this meeting? Wander like, or or roam like an artist. And then last, you wanna impact like an icon. You wanna impact like an icon. You have an inner critic and that inner critic tells you who you're not. And you hear it sometimes, sometimes it's very loud, sometimes it's quiet, but also you have these little hints of purpose. You have these little whispers of, uh, who you might be and you could kind of think about it this way like where have you been labeled before? Where have where have people told you who you're not? They've said damaging things about you hurtful things Maybe even in the work context somebody just jokes with you in a way that labels you Like the confident like a comedian circle. Those are clues and signals for how people perceive you and when your identity is Secure your ego doesn't drive you in fact your ego is, in a way, your ego less, you know, not that your ego just completely goes away, but it's not driving the ship. You have the courage to not be afraid of the labels, but see how they're they're shaping you, but showing up in them in a way that, that they serve you, you don't serve them. Most people, when they get labeled in any kind of way, or they feel a hint of purpose and they feel drawn to something, they overreact or underreact to it. They don't know how to let it serve them. And sadly, when I talk about impact like an icon, some some people work their whole lives off of one or two moments of meaning or purpose where they taught somebody something or helped somebody with something. And that's what made them feel really alive rather than understanding. It's all of these together. Now, you may not have all four of these and that's fine. But what I want you to do is to as you think about these four, just take and write what are the skills? For the crate like a chef, I might be running from some things, but what are the skills that make that up? And the confident like a comedian, you know, where, where am I courageous to see how people have summed me up or labeled me or said things about me? How can I experiment? What are some things I can try and volunteer for? And where have I had hints of purpose? What are the things that I've done where I've been like, man, if I could just do that more, you put your head on the pillow and you're like, I'm so glad I got to do that. So after you make this degree to path mindset, and after you make this second mindset of a p- empowerment from from pay to learning and skill building the next thing we want to do is think about implementation this is where we work with people you know just beyond their exploration of these four circles and if and if we don't work together that's fine i'm going to give you a way to go deeper on this and that's shift 3 impact we want to move from ladder thinking to leaps thinking now how do we move from ladder thinking to leaps thinking. Most people only think of their career path in terms of a ladder. They're, they're going up a few steps at one company, they move over up into another role, they move up, move up, you know, and, and it's a game that they're playing. And the game that most people are playing, and this is why they don't show up as impactful and effective as possible in their career, is they want people to like them. Wanting people to like you isn't a bad thing. Being aware of whether people like you or not isn't a bad thing. What doesn't help you is if you're the kind of person who gets stuck in status games. And what we want to do is transcend status games. We want to help people progress. Because if we help people progress, we progress. That's the game. The game is not, do they like me? The game is not, am I growing? The game is, am I helping them grow? Because when that is the viewpoint that I have, I progress. Now, how are you going to do that? This is how you're going to do that. Now, before I break all these down for you, I want to give you just a way to think about this. These four circles, they're the triangulation of who you are, where you're headed, what's going on. And and I know you want to figure out like the next steps in the career path in in a very concrete, direct way. But what I want you to do is bookend that question with these four circles and then these meta roles. These meta roles help color in the vision of who you can become. Too many people are so limited by the fullness of what it looks like for them to be activated with a vision of who they can actually become. Now to introduce this idea to you, uh, a simple and a deep way, simple way. Think about the best leader you've ever worked for, a person that you admire, a person that you liked, a person that you were glad to be on a team with or led by or a boss, whatever. They were able to give you what was needed. Think about the worst. The worst boss you've had, the worst leader, the worst person you've been on a team with. Instead, they were they were not giving what the situation was needed. Why don't more people just automatically give what's needed? It's because we get, you know, connected to a certain way of being. We over-identify with our personality, and so you might be the kind of person who does things in a real indirect way. We call that the sage. You tell stories, you ask questions, you're low-key about it, you're subversive. You might be the kind of person who's more of a leader. You bring direct energy. You The sage creates space and lets people like reveal themselves in it. The leader fills space with energy, personality, and presence, and power, and direction, desires, and wishes. You may be more like the empath. You know how to meet space where it is. You comfort people, you encourage them, you affirm their struggles. You are connecting with them emotionally and relationally. Now, here's what I know. Like the best boss you've ever had or the best leader, the best person that you've experienced in work, they brought what was needed. The worst didn't. The reason that that more people don't do this is because under stress, they just go back to whatever their personality defense mechanism is. So if I'm stressed, I don't tend to tell stories and ask questions. I bring direct leader energy. I don't tend to connect emotionally and relationally. I bring direct energy to make something happen or move it forward. Under stress, look at what you do. You most likely get more indirect, tell stories and ask questions. You bring direct focus. This is where we need to go. This is what we need to do. Or you focus on the relationship and the connection. Here's the weird part. That's what's got you here. That's great, but it won't get you there. And if you're not aware of what's happening then you're going to over-identify with that way of leading and being. And you're capable of so much more. I've walked people through this transition enough. I can tell you, I've walked through it myself. When you learn who you are, apart from what you do, which is the deep dive where all the transformation happens, then you learn that you can show up in the meta roles lots of different ways. I can be the leader right now. I can be the empath. I can be the sage. I don't have to be any of these. I can be what's needed. The most magnanimous people among us are the people that brought what was needed in the moment. And what I want to do is help you do that intentionally. So mastering the meta roles is about being empowered to be the sage. As you shift from the degree to path mindset, you relax. It's going to work out. Then with the leader approach, and it's the the freedom mindset, you shift from what you're earning to what you're learning and then the empath mindset and the empath mindset's about people. It's about progress. It's not, am I growing, but are they growing? And the way that this could get practical for you right now is just to write this out on the guide or wherever you're taking notes. Where is one moment that you were stressed recently? Were you more of a leader or an empath or a sage? Just write that out. Now, here's the trick. I want you to find somebody who had the best response that would have been needed. In other words, they emulate the leader or the empath or the sage for you. Copy them. Copy them. I mean, when I worked with a beautiful, wise sage, and and age doesn't have anything to do with these, by the way. Having coached enough people, a 24-year-old leading a company can be graded at sage and failing to lead their company with enough direct energy at that moment. but find somebody who has the response that you wish you would have had, and then visualize that. You want to copy. You want to emulate them. That's what I did. I copied someone until it became natural to me, and then it became a part of me. You say, Chris, that's fake. No, it is not fake. You want to be the kind of dynamic human. You're going to make it your own. It's going to be your own flavor and style and, and who you are unique to you. That's. But until you get there, you're finding a better response and you're letting them imaginatively fill in for you what it looks like. You're just at the edge of your imagination right now with how you show up as a leader. And if you saw people fulfill all three of these in a beautiful, healthy way, that's what the best leaders among us do, it would create a capacity for you to do that. So master the meta roles, how? Figure out what you're going to under stress, find somebody who's doing what you need to do, and start copying their approach over time Make it your own style for those are for those kinds of leaders who embrace and adopt this message. And I've seen so many walk through this transition. They then have what is needed for each situation. And when you get these four questions there in your mind and then you get the bookend of what this looks like off into the future for you to be a leader, empath and a sage, you master the real secret. What's the real secret? This was taken from the L.A. Times. Somebody who had just let off from the, um, let go with the new, um, you know, reality that we're all living in, and and the Disney layoffs. And she said, "I'm having a real identity crisis because Disney was such a huge part of who I am. Now I'm having to figure out who I am without Disney." The coming work crisis for so many people is as they lose their jobs, they will not know what to do. They will not know who to be. They will not how to. They will not know how to show up dynamically. They'll have to figure it out, and some aren't going to figure it out. I've had to figure it out, and you can too. In fact, just as a reminder, you know, I stepped away from working with my dad. I told you about that. I had a 17-year career that I stepped away from. I left being a professor. That's this picture over here on the right. Uh, they wrote a story about me Now all that was factual in the story, but that's okay. Uh, I had to reimagine my work and find my own path. And what I can tell you is you can find your own path too. how start with what I've given you today, these four questions. And then these meta roles start introspectively reflecting and thinking on this. That's where you're going to find some stuff in you that is going to give you clarity, how to make meaning. If you can learn to make meaning out of what you're doing and move into clarity with the skills that you want to build and the kind of relationships you want to enjoy, you're so far ahead of people that are mindlessly reacting. Now, if you want to accelerate it, that's what I want to tell you about for just a few moments real quick. We offer Figure That Shift Out. That's beyond this masterclass. It's a 12-part training that will unleash your true potential even if you feel stuck, stressed, and struggling with mental roadblocks. So what that program is, I'm gonna walk you through it real quick. It's 12 parts. Where you first learn, number one, to reframe everything. When you reframe everything and you start to learn who you are apart from what you do, you find that that's where all the dynamic impact comes from. Why? Because there's no more proving or hiding. There's no more... You're not trying to prove something to the world. You're not hiding who you are. You know Robert Keegan in his book, In Everyone Culture, he's an adult development specialist. Page one of an Everyone Culture where he's writing on healthy work cultures. He says, everybody's getting paid for um, everybody's doing a job and uh, they're not getting paid for it. What's the job? He calls it hiding. You know, we hide behind our pretenses. We our insecurities, the moments we feel insignificant. All that can stop. And then what happens? You learn your story. And as you learn your story, you learn to take the moments that are against you and flip them to make them work for you so that you write a new ending in five. You start training your brain to sustain it. Physiologically, you embody it in number seven. Then you learn to show up at the height of impact in your mission. Number nine, you make decisions better along the lines of what it looks like to have that impact as you hit conflict along the way. Because when you live your truth, not everybody's going to celebrate and rejoice in that and enjoy it. You then get to transcend that conflict. Why? So that you can, number 11, enjoy relationships. And then you teach what you know. You help the people progress. And for the people that help others progress, that's where all the good stuff comes from. So what we do is we offer that as a course beyond this masterclass. It's 12 videos, 12. And uh, here's just somebody sharing about going through the process.
2: If you're anything like me, you are really into personal and professional development. But you find yourself in a place where none of the stuff feels like it's really sticking because you're kind of being told what it is that you're supposed to do instead of focusing in on who it is that you were meant to be. Uh, I found myself getting to interface with Chris and the site shift content and getting to go through the site shift coaching program in a really important season of my life where I, I felt this need to grow, but there were still these underlying fears about my performance, about whether or not uh, people liked me, about whether or not I was doing a good job, about whether I had what it took. That came at a time for me that I really needed to level up and I don't know that I would have been able to navigate some of those shadows about uh, imposter syndrome and some of the ways that I self-sabotage myself if it wasn't for the Science Shift framework. Uh, more than my religious upbringing, uh, more than me being a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Shift has a uh, presence in my life every day from this idea of a uh, awareness to what's going on. And and then me being able to understand how it is that I'm going to react in that moment. It's changed everything. It's changed my relationships, It's changed the way that I interact with my work. Most importantly, it's changed the conversation that I have inside of my own head. If you're looking to level up, uh, it's time for you to get into the side shift coaching program. You can email me and ask me questions about it, but you should do it.
3: Hey, my name is Shannon Lee. I'm the Executive Director of Relay, and I went through the site shift coaching with Chris McAllister a little over two years ago. You know, I think there's a plethora of information out there that helps leaders on the performance part of leadership, but there's not a lot of help out there for leaders to deal with their internal environment. How are they? Who are they while they are leading? I can give plenty of examples of how the benefits of this coaching have played out in my life and in my work, but let me share this one with you. Today, I had a major event where we had several hundred people online at a live virtual event that then led into a virtual conference. Two, three years ago, I would have walked away from that nitpicking every little thing that went wrong feeling personally responsible and feeling like it was tied to who I was as a person, really tying my identity to the success or failure of the event. Because of Sight Shift, I was able to actually enjoy the event like never before, walk away and enjoy the rest of my day. I'm not nitpicking what happened or what didn't happen at the event. I see all the gifts and everything that I learned from the event and I'll take that with me into the future. Before I was so driven by how I was perceived and and so afraid that something would go wrong that would actually keep me from giving my best self and really putting myself out there for the event. And sometimes things would really go wrong. I was focused on the wrong thing because I was so, so scared. Listen, I think a lot of us leaders are walking around scared most of the time. Sight shift can help you identify what that core fear is so that, not so that you can resist it and get rid of it, but so that it doesn't have to be in the driver's seat anymore and that you can lead really from your truest self. And it brings you a level of happiness and contentedness and leadership that I promise you never thought was possible. I'll end with this. One of the greatest things I learned from Chris and the site shift process was how to manage the tension between operating at, as Chris says, the edge of my abilities without feeling like my identity is on the line. And that's what I think Sightshift can do for you too.
4: Hello, my name is Whitney Lewis and I am the owner of Movemental Main Center for Dance in Zanesville, Ohio. And I have had the privilege of working with Chris through Siteshift for the past three years. When I came to him, I was just very much in a stuck place with the business. I was working incredibly hard but not necessarily really moving, moving things forward. Things were slipping through the cracks. Um, I think it was hard for me to see that pathway forward to grow the business without completely overdoing it on my own time. And so when I started working with him, I think the biggest thing that I was able to implement was how to engage a team to help grow my business. And it has been huge. And the opportunities are just endless now for what we can accomplish and the kind of impact that we can have. So when I started the studio, it was it was really just me. I had a few other teachers, mainly because I couldn't be teaching multiple classes at once. Um, and so once I started working with Chris, I was able to bring on additional staff to do the administrative work, uh, more teachers, and we're looking at promoting management positions as well. And so the The skills and the resources and the guidance has just been incredible. And it's helped face those difficult situations that are really going to make a big impact and a big difference in the business. So, you know, when it comes down to looking at your team and, you know, who is really a good fit and, you know, who might need to be let go of in order to really move things forward and be effective in making those kinds of tough decisions, um, accountability. You know, did not come natural to me, but it's all it's all just a skill, and so really helping my team, you know, set the expectation, put that vision in place, and help guide them to keep moving the organization forward has been has been really huge. Um, you know, there's the inevitable crisis and conflict that's just bound to happen, and the resources to navigate through that has been really incredible.
5: Here's the thing about about self-improvement. You can spend as much money as you want. It's like any hobby. You can spend as much or as little on on self-improvement. And the money that and the and the time and the effort that I spent with you, Chris, was one of the most rewarding experiences and one of the most, you know, best investments that I've I've made because you have the unique ability. To utilize that that, that that time that we spend together and extract so much out of what we as entrepreneurs and leaders are going through on a daily basis that you know to, to be able to look introspectively to on so many levels um, and and to work through problems and and it, it was just awesome like i, I I can't thank you enough for the time that we spent together and I encourage anybody that's thinking about it to, um, you know, to, to just dive in because um, it is absolutely some of the best money that I've spent. So um, you won't regret
6: it. I am just really excited today to get to host you, Chris. So uh, everyone, I want to introduce you to Chris. Chris McAllister, he's an absolutely incredible guy. I feel I was definitely meant to cross paths with him. He's the CEO and founder of SightShift. He and his family live here in Ohio and certainly the Buckeye State uh, should be blessed to have them. Um, Chris brings an approach to self-definition that is so unique and thoughtful. Uh, He's able to quickly get to the heart of what true great leaders are made of and how people can transform themselves. So at the deepest levels, he's personally helped me uh, really know and understand how and why I perceive things the way I do and why I have historically made different decisions that I've made. Um, After working with Chris, I just really have such a clarity in myself uh, and that has a direct impact on my thoughts and decisions, family, community, um, and of course, vitality. And those will forever be affected by working with him.
5: Go through, figure that shit out, because listen, the most, important role or function as, as a leader is to do the work on you. 80%, in my opinion, of of the work uh, of being a leader is, is getting comfortable in your own skin, doing the work. And Chris and his team, um, no doubt they have the expertise. They've got a different approach. They're not just going to come in and say, hey, let's do a 360 review. Let's do a personality test. It's It's going to be peeling back the layers of the onion, getting to the root cause, and learning about who you are, developing that secure identity so you can carry forward your mission and
2: impact communities and build relationships.
5: So starting doing Figure That Shift out five years ago was critical for me, especially in the time of life in my business that I was in. I just started a company. Uh, I was trying to learn about leadership. I was trying to learn about myself. And it was perfect timing for that transition where I really wanted to sort of level up as the leader and also just as a person to the people in my community. So yeah, I, I jumped in at that point. That was a huge learning step for me. I ended up, I believe doing another year or two of different coaching programs that you offer. And that was amazing. And then eventually I uh, got certified to, to be a coach. So I actually can work with other people now through the same program. So only have good things to say about SideShift, the books, the program, yourself, of course, Chris, and I think anybody who's interested should, uh, should take the leap.
7: And I think the first round, we maybe signed up four um, of our managers to do one-on-one courses with Chris, and the results were fantastic. So we really formalized one-on-one um, opportunities to go through a program with Chris. I also did it myself and, and, and grew tremendously through that. But it's not something we offer to every employee. Um, That did transition, though, to a little bit more, maybe, uh, you know, scenario um, where we have video courses. And one of the great things that we saw a few years ago with Chris's team is the online academy. And it's just a great resource for people um, to carve out time on their own schedule and have the resources to go through and, and, and really take different courses whether it's the site shift academy or we know we have another parenting um you know session coming up but every every session that chris has figure that shift out there's all sorts of them there's all different activities where people can learn at their own time and that platform has been extremely impactful for our team to be able to you know engage in a course to select a course that they think fits but engage in a course at you know really at their convenience the message is still spot on. Um, the platform also requires some engagement um, where they have to be involved um, within that session in some form or another, um, whether it be a questionnaire or what have you to, to just kind of, again, validate. And we actually incentivize our team too um, to take the courses because quite frankly, the scalability of our organization is really, to me, I believe, is dictated greatly by the scalability of our leadership team and our employees' ability to grow. Those those opportunities with Chris to incorporate site shift in his programs and organization, um, both in the one-on-one scenario and in the online academy, has been very impactful.
8: I'm Kevin McIntyre. I'm one of the partners of Ghost Label. We're a video production company in Columbus, Ohio. I'm going to do that a lot, and it's going to be hard to edit. Um, Yeah. When we started Ghost Label, I thought it was important to bring Sightshift on board early as we built this company. For me personally, I believe that Sightshift has two main values. I think it's valuable as an individual, as a professional, but it's also valuable for an organization. It helped me learn what my strengths and weaknesses are when it comes to interacting and leading teams and projects. I think whether you're leading uh, a team of employees or if you're just leading a project, you need to know um, how you work, how you behave, how you react to, when, to conflict. Um, and SightShift helped me shine a light on some of those spots of what are some of my tendencies and why. As an organization, SightShift raised our emotional intelligence collectively. Um, it has given our team members a platform to all speak a common language. Um, uh, that's where you're talking about the ums. Chris has helped us build communication platforms to process conflict. I think that having gone through Siteshift, I am aware of what gives me energy, what charges me up, um, what tasks of the business I love, and it helps me lean into those and pursue those with passion. Siteshift is both for leaders of organizations, but I think for project leaders too. I think that there's a lot of freelancers and independent workers who don't manage people, but they still might benefit from Siteshift because you have to work with a team, your clients. My business partner said it best, if you want to improve yourself, Siteshift gives you the tools to do that. So whether that be at home or at work, if you're someone who wants to get better at your conflict management, at your personal growth, Siteshift will help unearth the things in your head to move you to the next level. That sounds really cheesy.